right, we're live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TK Sportscast. You know what, Ryan? It is Friday. It is. It is Friday when we are recording this, and I feel happy that it is Friday. Me too. This week felt so, so long, but I hope all of you at home, I hope you listening, I hope that you had a very good week. I hope you're excited for the weekend, but we got a little bit of stuff to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. So last time we had a sports podcast, or with the two of us, we talked about trade deadlines, and we talked a little bit about the buyout market and who could be there. Yeah. So that's the first thing we're going to look at today, and then we're going to look at do our own NBA mock drafts for lottery only, and then how our squads are kind of doing right now, how we feel about them go- as they move forward. So first off, I just want to say this. The buyout market is so broken. That's it. That's all I want to say. Yeah, I, don't know what, uh, I don't know what you would, I would do to uh, fix it, though. Yeah, uh, that's I, the thing. I've seen so many people say the buyout market is broken, but they don't have a way of fixing it. Exactly. So, Because you see LaMarcus Aldridge getting bought out and then going right to Brooklyn. And then, I mean, we all did know Andre Drummond was going to go to the Lakers. I had some hope, but we all knew. But then it's just like, so pretty much any of these guys can just drop off of their teams and then go sign and ring chase now. Like, Blake Griffin's thing was ring chasing, pretty much, in my opinion. But Yeah, it was. And, I mean, with the type of career that Blake and, and LaMarcus have had, I mean, they're past their prime. You know, they're never going to be the guy anymore. So I feel like... To go for a ring at that point is a little different than, you know, a Kevin Durant. Like, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a, even James Harden trying to uh, muscle his way to the Nets, you know? Yeah, I mean, was his really ring chasing? He is only 31, so, like, is that really ring chasing? Yeah, I think He's, so. I mean, he still has a lot left in him, though, for sure. I think you can ring chase at any age, though. Yeah. Uh, like, I think like, 25-year-olds can. Yeah, I mean... My whole thing is, is I will say this about Lamarcus, Lamarcus Aldridge's career. If yeah. Brandon Roy would have stayed healthy and Greg Oden, that team would have been insane. That it's Portland gonna, Trailblazers team would have been crazy good. Yeah. I still think that team, say Greg Oden works out and he goes to his potential, and same with Brandon Roy. That team is great. But I, I don't see that team beating really kind of anyone at the time though no you know? but in i mean if, yeah if they were younger though and then if they added damian lillard like damian lillard and brandon roy would have been a crazy good backcourt yeah i but, think they wouldn't have been able to if, if it worked out they wouldn't have been able to get lillard i don't think but um but i think uh the only like time i think the the i think it's 2012 finals with uh the thunder and the heat yeah the, under team, I think, is kind of the only one that they could realistically, I think, beat to get to the finals. Like, I don't see them being the Spurs or the... The Mavericks, Lakers. the Lakers at the time. Yeah, yeah. no. I, I think that team is still not as good. Yeah. But how do you feel about Andre Drummond? I think everybody's kind of overreacting to that. I'm pretty sure. Isn't he averaging, like, six points? Like he's, Yeah, he's not doing much. People just see the name and then just like, oh, like... Of course he's ring-chasing now, but it's like... It's like he's not the same player that he was. Aldridge, yeah. Aldridge yeah. had a bigger get for them. Yeah. And even then. And then they said uh, right away that they're moving on from DeAndre Jordan, but he's still on the team. So it's like, then why'd you sign him? 
that yeah. long ago, or like two years ago, actually now. Yeah, yeah it was too. That's so weird. Yeah, but my whole thing is just the buyout market is just like, it's just quick ways for guys. I mean, it's not even like they're. The difference is, is the Nets aren't gonna ask Aldridge to come in every single night and score twenty points. You have three guys who can do that already. Right. He just needs to grab the rebounds and pass to them. That's all he has to do, really. And do that, uh, or go off for twenty. I mean, yeah, he could. He absolutely. Yeah. He still has a lot in there to like. Still, at least give you that twenty yeah. points if you need it. But like, if you're asking him to be consistent, he won't be. No, exactly. Not at all. Good and player. then, good pick up. I would have liked him for the Lakers. He would have been good, but especially without AD. But um, you know, I, I think I, I use this phrase a lot. But and, you know, like. Mark Soldridge is not the thing that, you know, turns the needle or gets a team to, uh, you know, contend or not. I think they already were contenders. I think they got better. I don't I don't think this puts them, you know, so I, I still don't think they're leagues ahead of, you know, the Sixers or the Lakers. Or the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks, right, or the Clippers, like, like everybody thinks. Like, I still think come playoff time, you know, the yeah. only one – really proven in that stage I would say uh, well two are uh, Kyrie and Durant yeah for and sure even or really different circumstances you know yeah of course but do you think if he's able to win a ring and win finals MVP with this team he do you think there's an asterisk next to those like some people say there is for the Warriors team or no. less so, because no. he didn't a team he like kind of created the team yeah he kind of created the team and I I don't really like the whole asterisk thing. Like, oh, LeBron got, LeBron got a Mickey Mouse ring. It's like, dude, it, they still played. If you didn't play and they just gave it to him, then yeah, no, sh- no, duh. I almost curse, but I can't. Yeah. But like, yeah. keep going. I'm a Lakers fan. The Mickey Mouse, so obviously I am very like um, biased towards the Lakers, obviously. But like with the Mickey Mouse ring thing, I don't even get that because you, you could really kind of argue that uh, – the bubble was harder than the regular NBA because there's no advantage. You have to like you can't leave, you can't see your family, like all this stuff, like all these extenuating circumstances. I don't really get the whole like the bubble was really easy for LeBron to get a ring. Like, no, I don't think it was. <laughs> if it was, thing is, is I just like because so if Miami won that finals, would they also? Well, Lakers fans would be like, oh, that's a Mickey Mouse. They would say it too, uh, which is the uh, craziest thing. But it's just like. The fact that you like here's the thing, it would have been a a dumb ring if no there was no season and they just gave it to the number one seed. Then yes, I would have said, Okay, that's not fair. Blake got the championship because they had the best record. That yeah, obviously. Yeah. But they didn't, so I I don't love Kevin Durant. You know, I don't hate him on the level that a lot of people do, but like for the whole Warriors for the whole Warriors thing, A, everyone in their right mind would do that. Mm -hmm. And B he went out and he, with the two finals that he won with them, two, right? Two. Yes, he won two. The, yeah, that's what I thought. I want to make sure it wasn't three, but it's two. It's, the two finals good. he won with him, with them, he won MVP. MVP twice. Yeah. So he was the best player. So it wasn't like he rode Curry's coattails. He went out there and was the best player. Yeah, pretty much. And my whole thing is, is I, I don't hate Kevin Durant. I think honestly, he's one of the craziest players to watch just because like he's that good also the way he's built yeah and it's like he shouldn't be able to do the things he does but then he does it and you're just like and then the most 
the craziest move I've ever seen. And it's not even like a crazy move. It's just simple. This The walk-up and then the pull-up. Yep. The dribble-up, pull-up. And he makes it all the time. And you're just sitting there like, I miss Kevin Durant. Shoot. <laughs> I mean, dang. But so now moving on to the other buyout, Andre Drummond. Him getting hurt in his first minutes. Uh, yeah, so I was really funny hurt. to me. His toenail just like fell off, mm. which like really hurts, and you can't play. But yeah. then he's he was back last game. He made he uh, played pretty well. Yeah, I, I just found it so funny because it was like, oh, Andre Drummond leaves with a toe injury after checking in. I'm like, dang! <laughs> Imagine if he's out for like months after that. It's like, his toenail. Yeah, he had uh, 15 and 12 rebounds. Wow, literally exactly what we want from him. Good. Exactly. So are you guys just gonna keep Marcus Hall? Or what's going on in that front? Ryan? Oh, no. Yeah, I don't... Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you make sure I wasn't cutting out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on in that front. Um, you know, I'd like to keep him. He, he's a good presence to have. He doesn't... You did cut out there, by the way. So you are going to have to repeat everything you said. Ryan... Hello? Oh, no. Hold on. Sorry about that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have to call again. Hold on. I got to get him back here. A little bit of technical difficulties, but that's okay. That's just what makes the show. And you know I don't edit this stuff, so you already know. There you go. Hello. 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 Okay, so in Marcus Hall, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know who... Uh shit my recording stopped so we're just gonna keep going with yours okay that's fine perfect it's still going i had to explain to them that <laughs> technical difficulties yeah i'm not gonna have a copy of it so just it's fine it. it'll just probably be out on spotify so it's fine that's fine i mean i that's probably where we get most of our listeners at this point anyway. probably so yeah so with marcus Saul, i don't really know what's going on there like He's a good player to have. I'd, I'd love to keep him. You know, he doesn't make too many mistakes. He fits his role pretty well. But, like, I would get his 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 reasoning for, like, not being so satisfied because it's like, yeah, we got Andre Drummond. We're definitely going to play him much, much more. And then Montrez Harrell. He can play much more. Right. And then Montrez comes off the bench in that center role. So, so Mark is now our third-string center, which, you know, he is, though. Like, that's kind of his skill level. Like, yeah. you know. I, I think another team maybe would like want him. I, I don't, especially with the way the Lakers are now. If they can avoid um, cutting him, you know, I, or or buying him out, not cutting him. If they can avoid a buyout situation, I definitely would because I don't want him going to like the Bucks or something. He'd like fit perfectly on that team. Yeah, exactly. You know? If an agreement is able to be reached, maybe kind of like the Horford situation, where it's like, hey, we're gonna just rest you. You're gonna get a really good shot at a ring, or you're gonna play like. 10 minute game get a really good shot at a ring like maybe get a few points off the bench like if we can reach that sort of agreement i would absolutely go for that yeah i mean that's another thing too because it's just like i mean everyone kind of could tell that andre drummond was going to the lakers mm-hmm. when they, when i did see the report saying oh boston has a real shot i'm like we do but then at the same time when lebron is also calling your name you kind of go like, he's like from that area right i think so i don't actually know boston. i don't know who like, drummond yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. I have to look it up, but I don't want to look it up right now. Yeah, it's Connecticut. 
Connecticut, yeah. So he does have that. He does have that connection. But at the same time, yeah. it's like if LeBron's calling your name, you Why go with you? LeBron. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I just do think the buyout market is kind of broken. But at the same time, I don't know how the NBA fixes it. So it's going to continue to be what it is now. And if there's more news, we'll talk about that too. But now I want to kind of get to the very interesting, very interesting in my opinion. So uh, March Madness ended. Congratulations. Baylor. Congratulations to Baylor. I did not know you were going to blow them out by like 16. Yeah. I had well, no I mean, idea. But whole- shoot, your, your team is very good. And you have two very good guards that are going into the draft this year. And I just remembered that. They, one of them does make my list. I remember when I wrote this out. But Kyle, I'm going to be real with you here. Um, I, I don't watch college basketball. But do you know you know like the prospects though, bro? Right? I know like I know like the, the top big one. ones. Yeah, I was not comfortable, and I probably should tell you this before. I was not comfortable before like making a mock draft because it would be just going along with uh, like the Ringer or like CBS Sports. It would basically be like the same one. Yeah. So I, to present yours and I kind of react to it and I kind of talk about like I'll, I'll have like the professional ones pulled up and be like but they say this guy like why do you disagree I think I think that could be a better use of time because I'm not yeah that's perfectly fine because I I didn't watch that much college basketball I do know all the players but when I did you know, watch I watched them during the actual tournament so I kind of can see how they play as did I as did I but um not as much yeah no that's fine so I have my mock draft that I made myself Using trade NBA just for the order. So this is the order yeah. that it's going to go in, and I'll just read 1 through 14. Number right. one pick, and this right now is based off of records, so right. not like right. anything else. Because we right. do know that obviously the worst record team doesn't always get the number one pick. Exactly. So number one is Minnesota. Okay. Number two is Houston Rockets. Right. Three is Detroit. Four is Orlando Magic. Five right. is the Wizards. Six is Cleveland. Seven is OKC. Eight is Toronto. Nine is the Orlando Magic via Chicago. Right. With the um, Vucevic trade. Right. Ten is Sacramento Kings. Eleven is the Pelicans. Twelve is the Pacers. Thirteen is Golden State. And then fourteen is the San Antonio Spurs. That's of... Okay. That's of... So are you taking team fit into account here? Yes. As- or not no. not based off of prospect, honestly. Okay, so so like if like the Wizards like they could get a stud shooting guard who like basically plays the same role as Bradley Beal, like you might would you might would want to go in a different direction, like try to get a center, or like yes, a, or a big guy. or something like that. Yes, I go exactly. off of. I'm going off. Of, I don't know which one you want to tell the audience what you're using to kind of. Uh, going with in terms of what I'm looking at right here and what I've thought about, I'm just going with best player first. Okay. So I bet you the number one player, they say Cade Cunningham, right? Indeed they do. Yeah, so uh, with the number one pick, the Minnesota Timberwolves select center, seven-footer Evan Mobley. Yeah, I mean, he's going he's going second, right? So Yeah, so my whole point is fit here. Now, yes, they Minnesota has said, or the rumors have come out that... Why would uh, you want a big? What? If you're Minnesota, why do you want a big? Because you kind of need someone to... Sp- be next to Cat if he stays because they've never done that well. They've never put up another big who can play. Plus, he is such a rebounding machine. He is seven foot. He can play the four. And I did hear that if they do trade D'Angelo Russell, then this pick will definitely be Cade Cunningham. But... Right, 
which would make sense too. Mm-hmm. So I think you could do Cade and D'Angelo anyway, though, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know who you would get rid of. But I would just I'm just going off a of fit because they always well because then you have Anthony Edwards too at shooting guard. Right. So then that doesn't right. that whole right. thing doesn't click. So yeah. not yeah. not what I think, but yeah. I think I, well I think what you could also do is get Evan Mobley and then trade Cat like get good value out of that. You and you would get a lot of good value out of that. He's only 25 too. I just remembered yeah, that. Yeah, you get like. You I don't know. know I don't know trade packages right now, oh, but I, I would think, um, and this is getting another big. But you could put Evan Mobley at the five, or or run a small ball five. You could get like probably trade him to Atlanta for John Collins and like a few. Oh yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. I think that would be. He'd be a good fit with D'Angelo. Like I think that could be if you go the route to trade Cat. I think if you pick up Evan Mobley or Cade Cunningham, and then yeah. pair him with. Collins and that and have a really young core and do yeah. that. Or it's just, or you trade D'Angelo Russell and pick Kate Cunningham. Kate Cunningham. And you could get good value. Well, what do you think value for D'Angelo is at this point? A first yeah. rounder? I forgot what it's, was given up for him. Depot for- got traded for Trevor Ariza and uh, Kelly Olynyk. Well, yeah. Russell this season is probably better than Oladipo, but I would probably still put them on the same tier, though. Yeah, so. for sure. I don't know, but that, that's also because the Rockets are awful, like at training. Yeah. So. Oh, of course, <laughs> yes. So, so no, with that, hard. with that being said, the second pick, the Houston Rockets select shooting guard out of Gonzaga, Jalen Suggs. You still put him over Cunningham for interesting. I will say this though, Jalen Suggs did kind of lead that Gonzaga. Now that Gonzaga team was very good. But he was he was kind of a very good focal point because you got to remember Gonzaga has had multiple stars over their entire school history, but he was really the first freshman to come in and sure. give them, let them at least have a shot. Even though yes, they didn't win, but like still, they were undefeated until they went there, right? So it's like yeah, yeah. I think this is another one of those where it's like you know this is a very different situation. But like when the Bucks picked up Dante Divincenzo in the first round, you know like. Before that Final Four, that uh, March Madness run with Dante DiVincenzo, that guy was not going to go that high, you know? No, and then, he was not. And then the uh, tournament, you know, kind of showed everybody, like, what's going on? Now, this is a much more extreme example because I think Jalen Suggs was pretty much always a top-five pick, I would uh, say. Yeah, he was. I just moved you know, him up to two because of also fit, which I'll get into a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So, so my whole fit with him is you have – you have a point guard in John Wall, who I'm going to assume they're going to keep, which you might as well, just just to help grow the young guy. But then you also have shooting guards in like Eric Gordon, who is probably going to want to be gone. So now you get a, you get a lineup of Wall, Suggs, and then you get um, uh, Christian Wood. Not a bad, not a bad three right there. Now, yes, are two of them like older? Yeah, of course. Because Jalen Suggs, I think, is our age. I think he's nineteen, turning twenty. Jalen Suggs is around our age. Um, mm-hmm. What's his face? Uh, not what's his face. I mean, Christian Wood is still like what, like twenty six. I think he. Yeah, he's twenty. He might but be. Still, tw- he might be on the a little bit of the older twenties, like twenty eight, but which is still yeah, not bad. Big for like so long for no reason. Oh, I know. Uh, not for no reason, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I got uh, you. He's twenty five. Yeah. Oh, he is 25? Yeah, he turns 26 this year, but he's 25. So, I mean, that's more of a young... Plus, I feel like Jalen Suggs is more of a player you can build around compared to Christian Wood. 
Yeah, Christian Wood should be like the third best player on your team, and then you're like really good. Yeah. So the fact best right now kind of tells you all you need to know about Houston. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, number three, the Detroit Pistons select point guard Cade Cunningham. Damn, he got him down at three. He goes Wait, to Detroit. Question needs to be asked, Kyle. Go ahead. Where's Jeremy Roach go on this? Uh, I don't think he's actually going to declare this year. I think he'll stay no. at Duke and declare next year with Trevor Keels because they're both going to play together. Shout yeah, out to Duke real quick. Yeah, Duke. Uh, Duke is good. Duke's never going to listen to this, but that's fine. Yeah, you think they'll both uh, declare? I think they're I both think, good enough. I think Trevor will next year. But I think, I mean, if Roach has another good year, then yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. This this year's draft guard class is so stacked, too. I, I was kidding about Roach anyway. I know. Would be able to, you, think, you think he's good enough to get to the NBA? I, yeah. Probably, probably, a, not, not, probably not a lottery pick, I would say, mm. based on what he's going to do right he's now. A, he's an ending first round, early second. Yeah. I mean, is, everyone, yeah. everyone had last year had Tyrell Terry from Stanford going into the uh, – lottery and then the first round and then he dropped to the second round so right. anything can happen honestly weird stuff happened well that year that bull bull everybody was talking about him then he went like 45th yeah oh my gosh so on so hold on back to this detroit Sorry, i was just joking yeah, you're yeah, good right. you're perfectly fine but so Cade cunningham i would say he is the number one player in the draft i'm not saying evan mobley or jalen suggs is better than him he's they're not they're good players, don't get me wrong. They have great potential, but Cade Cunningham is just that guy. Like sure. he's he's the clear number one pick, but if Minnesota gets it, I don't I see them going more with fit than or they can even trade back and get a power forward instead of like sure. risking it on Evan Mobley. But Cade Cunningham is very, very good at playmaking. If I could actually describe him, I would say he's Ben Simmons, but with shooting. And a little yeah. bit shorter. But this says Ben shorter Ben Simmons with a jumper or supersized uh, SGA. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty much. Now he does have a little bit of tweaks in his game. I mean, all, all of these prospects do. I'm not gonna lie. But well, it's only it's very rare that you get like a Luca who's just like, yeah, he's oh, really yeah. good. Yeah. So fourth pick is the Orlando Magic. Now I actually treated Orlando so well in this. They gotta build around Terrence. Uh, Terrence. Terrence Ross. Well, you get one in shooting guards, Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Yeah. From the G League Ignite team. Now, yeah, he actually has pro experience now. So, well, a little well, bit. G Leaguers. He'll well, definitely I'm, start. I, I would still say the NCAA is better than the G League, though. In terms of, like, talent that you're playing, I would say yeah, so. Yeah, I could see that. But so. my whole thing with him is he's a good young guard. He definitely has that whole... I'd like I haven't watched G League that whole team play, so I don't know. Like I, compared to like college, plus like when you see all of these other guys, they were in the tournament, so like you know how they play, you've seen them play. But like with these, with this guy, and the other ones who went to the Ignite team, you don't really know what to expect. I mean, Jalen Green was good. He was he went to Pacific Prep High School, and they were like the number one seed last year for like the entire year. Pretty much. So he, he definitely has that, like, he's that guy. It's just, I think, and then he's also going to a very good situation in Orlando. He's pretty much going to be there for their rebuild, which he'll be okay with because, one, he, I don't really think he has any other choice. Exactly. But then again, if Orlando starts to build around him slowly, they'll be fine. So, is that what they have? 
Jalen Green yeah. four. Jalen Green is three. Mm-hmm. So the the idea is it's it's Cunningham, Mobley, Green, then and Suggs. Suggs. Yeah. So um, do you think this idea of starting in the G League and then switching, you know, to the NBA is actually going to take on, or do you think the NCAA has just has too much? like a reputation that that's always going to be kind of the go-to i don't know i think i think these next two three years where these guys are going to go to these teams it'll definitely show it'll show for sure because if let's say you bring in the college guy and he starts balling out and a whole bunch of college guys start balling out way more than these like g league ignite teams like their players then you could definitely see that argument but for right now i can't really tell yeah I mean, I do think that the Ignite team, I do actually like the Ignite team because it's like, hey, like just starting off, like play like some like G League competition, like you're you're kind of already getting paid. But yet then again, like NCAA is going to start paying their players in a couple years. So like you kind of did that for nothing. But at the same time, it's it's all about where it goes from here. So number five, the Washington Wizards. They actually have a top five pick. Last time they had this, I think they took John Wall. The last time they had like a top pick? Top five. I don't remember who they took. Otto Porter was after that, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. So is his teammate, Jalen Green's, Green's teammate, Jonathan Kuminga. He's a 6'8 power forward. I'm not going to talk about him a lot. He's a G League Ignite guy, so I, don't, I haven't watched his game. <laughs> He looks good. He's a 6'8 power forward, and yes, for those Wizards fans listening, like another forward we take, yeah, I'm sorry. There's not really much on the board unless you want to take a shooting guard, which you have Bradley Beal, so. Sometimes, I mean, you can, like, if if the guy's good enough, you can try to make it work, or you can trade the pick. Yeah, but I think at this point, it's best player on the board for them. Honestly. I, I would. I was the Wizards, I would kind of take, I would much rather take a guy who plays the same role as our star. Yeah. Uh, the same role, you know, as opposed to a guy who might fit better, but like is much bigger kind of risk, maybe. Yeah, for sure. So, my number six, the number six pick, Cleveland Cavaliers select small forward Scotty Barnes from Florida State. So, let me tell you why behind this pick. He's 6'9". He has good defensive IQ. He could honestly play the four, and we all know Cleveland is trying to go a little bit younger. So now, hold on. Listen to this team right now. You get Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Scotty Barnes, Kevin Love, if he's still good enough, and then you have Jared Allen. That's a very good young team, and with a little bit of the veteran presence from Kevin Love. Or you could trade trade Kevin Love. It's a great, like, boomer bust team where it's like, you yeah. can all do, like, that can fit and be, like, a great young team who makes the, like, seven seed and then in, like, five years is, like, the two seed. Yeah. Or they stay the 14 seed for, like, after, for, like, the next. Well, that's year. why they, that's why I thought that Cleveland should, like, try to trade away Kevin Love and get his value when it's high. But now they're not getting that when Prediction, it's high. It looks irrelevant in the NBA until LeBron buys them and when he retires. Pretty much, yeah. Definitely will. So, yeah. Bye. I mean, I just, Scotty Barnes is, when I've seen highlights of him play at Florida State, he is very good defensively. And I feel like that backcourt with – or no, front court, sorry. That front court with him at the four and then maybe you add in – or you have um, Jared Allen. Like that's 
good. Like, that's very, very good right there. But then again, it's all about how... It's all about how these guys really fit in, to be honest. Right. So, the next pick is number seven, OKC. This is one of their 17 future draft picks. Or, sorry, one of 34. Because they have 17 first and 17 second rounders. They would have gotten the Houston pick if it wasn't top... If it wasn't, like, top 10. But... They put protections on the pick, obviously. But so they pick a shooting guard, uh, Moses Moody, out of Arkansas. He just declared for the draft today. Good for him. He's a good. He's a very good scorer at Arkansas, and he's a good two guard. And a backcourt that I'm thinking of is Shea Gilgis Alexander. In him, could honestly, I'm just gonna predict this now. It could be top ten in the next five six years. Think so. Yeah, just because SGA is such a very good crafty guard. Plus, OKC is going to be building up their team kind of from the ground up. And I feel like if at number seven they take him, they take this kid out of Arkansas, he is very – like he is a he is like a three-level three scorer. He can, he can crush you in the paint. He can kill it from mid-range. And he has a jumper from outside. And I think that's what a lot of teams are now looking for, really. Like you have to be able to shoot from the outside pretty much. What did um, what did the site say, for that? Which pick is this again? Uh, seven. Corey Kispert from uh. He goes. He goes I, later in my draft. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, your yours is like completely different from mine. I, I'm. I'm just kind of. I'm just kind of vibing with yours because we're getting to the point of the people that I know way less. Yeah. Uh, so just kind of taking a backseat and agreeing or disagreeing with certain things in terms of. I'll, I'll be talking more about team fit from yeah, the yeah. As opposed to a... But do you think that the Thunder need a shooting guard? Do you think they need another guard, or do they need to go big? I think I'd go big if I were them. Yeah. Because you have SGA and Lou Dort right now. Yeah. Well, then SGA can actually play point guard, too. He just... People didn't see him play point guard because Chris Paul was on the team. Right. Wasn't he playing point guard now? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I I think, you know, obviously Lou Dort, you know, maybe you don't want him as your... Number shooting. two, like right away, like he could be coming off the bench, and it's he could be good minutes. So I mean, I would try to go go for a forward or a big, especially because yeah. like who who is the uh, Kyle? Can you tell me who the starting center for the Oklahoma City Thunder is? Because I have no idea. I don't know either. I thought I was going to say Al Horford, but they're just sitting him. No, they're resting him, dude. I I would have wanted nothing more for Al Horford to like lead that team to the playoffs, and it's just like the same thing as last year, where everybody thinks they're going to be awful. Yeah, pretty much. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and then the old former all-star comes in and is, like, amazing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we talk about the MVP race at the end of this? Yes, for a we second? can. Okay. So, was- we're almost there. We're almost there. So, number eight pick for the Toronto Raptors. Haven't mm. seen them there in a long time. Yeah. I think the last time they were there, they drafted DeMar DeRozan at nine. I think so. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Valentunas? Was he a top 14? He... Yeah, he was in the lottery. He, he, I think so. Uh, I know he, that. Was, he was huge. He was like, yeah, he was. Um, fifth, yeah, fifth. Oh, dang, nice. Yeah. So Toronto this year will take small forward Jalen Johnson from Duke. He left Duke oh, early. Costed eight too the next year. No, they they've been in the lottery much closer to now than. Oh, okay. So. 
They take I'll, I have them taking Jalen Johnson this year because he's a six nine small forward. He can definitely play power forward too. It's just I don't really know. Like I'm surprised Toronto's even here, to be honest. Because especially they were the number three three seed last year. No, they were two seed last year. And for me, Jalen Johnson is a very good wing. He can fit right well with uh, OG Ananobi, and then I don't know who else. Like Pascal Siakam. I just feel like they need more scoring because, like, I don't really see them having enough, especially getting rid of Norman Powell, too. Like, I just feel like they need a little bit more, like, oomph in that offense. And he's – Jalen Johnson is a very good wing player. He's a very good shooter. He's very good, like, on the drive. And, I mean, his potential is there. I do think he does need maturing a little bit. But at the same time, like, with the right people around him – and I'm not going to lie, Nick Nurse is a very good coach – it's just, you know, I feel like he's kind of like that Kawhi Leonard mold a little bit. Except, like, he can he can become that Kawhi Leonard if he matures enough and, like, obviously works on his game. But yeah. I think that would be a good pick for Toronto, especially moving forward. Because you don't know if OG Ananobi wants to stay. You don't know about those guys. Like, Gary Trent, you don't know. OG is such an interesting character. He is, because, like, I thought he was supposed to grow even more, and he did hit that good shot in game three? Game three? Yeah, oh, very. Yeah, whatever the the game was, but yes. It was in the Eastern Conference semifinals. It was game three. I remember because Celtic fan, we remember the stuff that hurts us the most, but it's okay. It's all fun. But, so number nine, Orlando Magic. This is from Chicago. They take point guard Jared Butler from Baylor. So this guy uh, had a great year at Baylor. I mean, very good combo guard, versatile leader. I mean, and then they would have a backcourt, if you really think about it. The Magic would have a young backcourt in Jared Butler, Jalen Green, Jonathan Isaac coming back. And then you have, I forgot who their center was. And then you also have the younger point guards in RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony, who you can kind of trade for like bigs if you really, really think about it. You know, yeah. like you can you can trade one of one or two of them for like of Jonas Valanciunas from Memphis because John Morant kind of needs a point guard to back him up because I don't know who their backup point guard is. And I would think if you have John Morant coming off the court and then you send in either RJ Hampton or Cole Anthony, then you're gonna be pretty good. So yeah, it's absolutely. Just, I just feel like Orlando is definitely going to get a very good kickstart, especially with Chicago's pick because it's not protected, and Chicago may or may not make the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. so number 10 I'm not going to really dwell on. Number, these last four I'm not really going to really dwell on too much just because it's kind of the end of the lottery. They're still good players, don't get me wrong. It's just the fit. So number 10, Sacramento Kings select Zaire Williams from Stanford. He played with Sierra Canyon and Bronny James last two years ago. Or no. Was it a year ago? It was a year ago. So he's listed as a guard at 6'8", which I don't understand. But he could definitely play the 3 or 4. He has good scoring potential. Plus a lineup of Fox, Heald, Barnes, Williams, and then whoever their 5 is. I don't know who their is it. Is it Hassan Whiteside? Maybe for yeah, Sacramento. I think, I think so. Yeah, I mean, then I mean, again, me, 
Let me look up their last few games and see who, just see who's starting. Uh, <laughs> just see who's starting. I mean, De'Aaron Fox had a 40.9, I think. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised, you know, and, and obviously that's just setting expectations way too high. I'm surprised he uh, doesn't have more of those. I am I am too, because he is literally the heart and soul of that team. Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn, okay, he's not bad. He, he's actually very young. He's He's decent enough. He was on the Sixers for a while. Very good young team, especially with, like, Harrison Barnes, too, there. I mean, Harrison Barnes isn't young, but, they like... Do anything, though? I what? don't think they're ever going to do anything. Not really. And then again, you're in Sacramento. Not really going to do much. Sorry. If you're a Sacramento fan and you got... And you're just... I thought... I was going to say Sacramento fans are probably up in flames, but they're like, no, we know. We're bad. We are bad. Which, yes, you are. Very bad. So... My last four picks are kind of, kind of just straightforward. Yeah. So I'll I'll say it a little bit. So New Orleans Pelicans they pick another point guard, six one Sharif Cooper from Auburn. They're probably going to move on from Bledsoe and maybe Ball. So they kind of need to bring in another point guard because all they have is Kira Lewis if those two guys leave. So, and I mean Sharif Cooper is very good at playmaking, so he could definitely set up Zion and Brandon Ingram. So and Stephen Adams. So he's definitely good at finding those. Uh, Indiana Pacers select point guard Jaden Springer from Tennessee. Good combo guard. Shooting is there. He could honestly play good minutes when Brogdon goes off the court. So, especially if, like, he can play very well with, like, bigs. So, I mean, I definitely feel like that's something that he needs to, like, if he goes to that situation, it'll be, like, best case scenario here for him. Sure. And then at number 13, the Golden State Warriors select small forward Corey Kispert from Gonzaga. The reason why is he's a good shooter. Kelly Oubre is on the last year of his contract, and the way he's playing this year, he's very iffy. Like, he has good games, and then he just goes completely trash. And I feel like if you add Corey Kispert, who is a very good shooter, you add that lineup of – you pretty much have a lineup if hopefully Clay Thompson stays – Injury free, so you have Curry, Clay, Kispert, Draymond, and then James Wiseman, which is very good in my opinion, because you have a three guard, you have a three, you have a forward who can shoot, so it's very good. And then the last, the last pick of the lottery is the Spurs, and I have them taking Franz Wagner from Michigan. <laughs> I didn't write any notes on him because I was gonna get back to it later, and I just didn't. But I watched a little bit of his games. He's a very good shooter. And I especially feel like... Related to Mo Wagner or just completely different? What? Do you relate it to Mo Wagner at all? I don't know. And I don't want to say yes and I don't want to say no. Yeah, it's his brother. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, they're both German. They have the same last name and they're both played for Michigan, it made me think. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So... My whole thing with him is, from what I've seen, is he's a very good shooter, and I feel like the Spurs just are just going to take best player on the vo- board, and he's that. So that's just what – and they don't need any more point guards. Plus, also, DeMar DeRozan is leaving in free ag- – he's going to test out free agency. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen, I feel like San Antonio wants to get younger. So that's what they're going to go off of. But, yeah, no, that's basically it for my mock draft. I mean, out these were – Mine will probably change later on when I see more players and all that. So, yeah, but so you wanted to talk about the MVP race. Yes. Uh, I'm going to do a new thing. This. Uh, okay. 
closer to the draft, I, I feel. Um, Brett? Yes. Yeah. Um, like after the, uh, after the, I'm sorry, uh, the, the, the uh, lottery comes out, we'll, we'll do more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who do you have as MVP right now? Or top three, maybe? Oh, geez. I've honestly stopped paying attention. Once LeBron and Joel Embiid were out for a while, I just stopped paying attention. I would definitely have Harden in top three. Uh, he's not number one for me. I would give one right now to Jokic. Yeah, I'm thinking mine is, uh, if, it, if it helps you, yeah, uh, Jokic uh, and, and not Jokic. I say, And I'm only counting people who are playing. If Embiid and LeBron, I, I do think if Embiid or LeBron come back and like LeBron can lead the Lakers to like, It'd be crazy to be like a two seed or a three seed for yeah. what they are and like comes back. I think he still wins. Same yeah. with Embiid. If Embiid comes back, he's really good and leads them to be above the Nets. I think they win anyway. I don't think it, if, especially if they play like a majority of the season, I, I think I think they could both win anyway. Yeah. Um, it's just based on whatever. So I would say possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say, and then. Um, The uh, shoot, uh, I would say it's Jokic is number one for me right now, and two and three. I'm not gonna choose a specific uh, team to go with, uh, uh, not team to go with, player to go with, but I would say uh, Harden and Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul is very. He, he's up he doesn't he doesn't get the recognition though, which is sad. That, but at the same time, it's like he is older. Yeah, I don't know. That team didn't change like at all. Besides him, and now they're the two seed. Oh, know? and it's called the Chris Paul effect. It's crazy. The team got better. Like there, there are other reasons that aren't just him for why they're of you course. know so good right now. But I think you yeah, have absolutely in the conversation. I think also in the conversation is Dame Lillard. Yeah. And, uh, well, Dame Lillard's always going to be in the conversation just because of all the points and all that that he scores. So everyone says Luca and Steph, but neither of them have a shot. Um, yeah, no, not this year. Steph, I would say Steph has a little bit if he was more like. If they were more in like the higher up seats, like he would definitely have a say. But it's yeah. just the Warriors aren't good this year, which is sad. But at the same time, at least Curry's not hurt this year. Like last year, we knew Golden State was going to be terrible because Curry was gone and Clay was gone. So, sure. but my whole thing is is I would definitely give it to Jokic right now. I would say Harden's probably two, three. But then again, if Embiid and LeBron both come back and they start well I know Embiid's back already but like if LeBron comes back and him and Embiid keep going to that level where they were like a few like two months ago oh yeah they will definitely they can kick out Jokic but they might give it to Jokic just because the longevity of the season he played more games so I mean it's a very interesting question we'll definitely come back to that that might be like from two when the draft lottery comes out I think it's – I don't remember when the NBA said it was. They said July – no, June. June. They said like June 22nd, I think. And after when that comes – or actually, you know what? No. We'll do it – we'll do a updated awards at the end of the season. So when the whole season's done, the play-in yeah. tournaments are being played, that's when we'll come out to everyone with our whole updated NBA awards. So that – that is when that'll happen. And then we'll do a playoff prediction probably that same episode. We don't know. We'll see. That is a ways from now, though. It's not too, it's not too far, but, like, it's, it's a decent amount of far. But 
Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Because after that, I had nothing. <laughs> uh, it's okay if this episode is shorter. I don't really care. I think it's good if this episode is shorter. Uh, I'm done talking to you, Kyle. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of you. Dang it. <laughs> no, but... I mean, right now, for the NBA, it's just a whole lot of things. Like, games are just being played. It's just teams are trying to figure out who they who they are. That's it. That's all that's really going on. But hopefully my Celtics can at least get a little bit better. <laughs> Not play a, against a good team really well and then just go down to the bad level. We're probably going to be in the play-in tournament. And if we get knocked out of the play-in tournament, then shoot, this draft class is good. <laughs> so, yeah. That's all I have about the Celtics. That's all I. That's all. Okay. That's all I have energy to talk about with the Celtics. Gonna be honest. So. Oh yeah, Lakers and Celtics. We were gonna talk about that. Um, we were, but that's all I can talk about with the Celtics. But you can go off on the Lakers. Lakers. I don't care. Okay. Lakers are really weird because then like like they randomly beat the Raptors by like thirty the other day. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to talk about that, that ejection? That was the funniest thing I've seen. Yeah, I don't get it. And then uh, a bunch of players were. Like, Kuzma was, like, not allowed to play the next game. Yeah, I know. And I was just like, wait a minute. It was really, it was really interesting. <laughs> it was. Because he just picked him up and then, like, he tried to put him back down and then, like, like, I forgot specifically what happened, but it was just, like, it looked so weird because he just, ca- he just caught him. And he's just standing there with him, like, what do I do with you? It was just weird, but. So who got, who got fine, or who got a. Not ejected, but who got um, suspended? Wasn't it just one-game suspensions? Yeah, I think it was Kuzma and somebody else for the Lakers, I forget. And then I think... Gary on- Trent? No. It wasn't Gary Trent. Uh, no, I think that. I, was it Anunobi? Was it what? Anunobi? I think so, yeah. Because like, when I watched it back, I was like, what happened? Oh, actually, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Quick little like side thing for the um, for the podcast. Uh, R.I.P. to DMX. That I was sad today when that happened. Yeah, that was that was. I mean, he made so many just like all of his songs now are just classics, pretty much. Yes, but I was sad because because I think it was really messed up because like they said he died last night, but then they said no, he didn't. But then they did it today, and I'm like, dang, that's so. He did die. He didn't die when they said he did, but then he just died he, later. He died, yeah, earlier in the morning. But they plugged, they unplugged his life support, which is very sad. But at the same time, it's just it, it's sad how it happened too, like overdose, which is really really scary. It was awful. Yeah. So for those of you listening, kids, don't do drugs. Drugs Agreed. are bad. Drugs are very, very bad. <laughs> Ryan and I are laughing because nothing. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. No reason that Kyle and I should be laughing. Exactly, also, rest no. uh, uh, Prince Philip. Oh, yeah, Prince Philip. Ooh. Also died. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, I'm, all right, I'm not trying to compare deaths here, but like. He was, <laughs> hold on. One was, one was 99. The other one was 50. A 99-year-old man and. Uh, and yeah. a 50-year-old. It's like, whew. Total opposite ends. Yeah, I mean, but then again, death is always obviously a sad thing, for always sure. Bad. It always yeah. is, but at the same time, it's natural. It's life. It happens. But don't get me wrong, DMX's music will honestly go down in history right now. So absolutely, just be pre- just be prepared for all the DMX that people are gonna play, you know. And at the same time, it's just 
I mean, that's all I have. What about you? Same here. All right. Well, I want to thank you. I want to thank you all for listening, tuning in to the TK Sports Podcast. My name is Kyle Demon. You can follow me at Kyle underscore Demon on Instagram and also at TK Sportscast on TikTok because we are on that now. We are. And you need to make that video and I will keep this into the episode. So now you got to do it. Yes. No, <laughs> you, you trapped me. I did. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, cool. You want to say your stuff? Go ahead. I'm Ryan. Hi, uh, I'm Ryan. My, my name is Ryan, and I live in a CNNMME. Yep, I quoted Finding Nemo, because damn right I did. Well... That's all the time we have. Thank you so much for tuning in. Kyle and Ryan, out.